Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Well, welcome back to Total Screamers, episode 8, I think. Yes, 8. <laughs> I'm Sybil, joined by Jake. Say hello, Jake. Hi, guys. Welcome back. And somehow, uh, Tim Walsh has found our way back on to, to this podcast. <laughs> there he is. I mean, that, uh, that may be true, but yeah, I'm dead. <laughs> he's, got, he's literally gobbing off about being a gobby something, you know? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, boys, the Premier League is back. I couldn't be happier. I was very much done with international football. We don't know about you, uh, but I was very much done with it. I was glad to see the Premier League back. Uh, we started the day with um, Newcastle-Chelsea. Uh, what do you think of the, of the Newcastle-Chelsea game? Um, I thought the own goal was really comical. <laughs> to start off with, um... It was a good goal. It was a good yeah, goal. it was. Really good. Solid tapping. He was in... <laughs> he was in yeah. the right place, <laughs> right yeah, at the back it was, um, it was good. It was quite comical, um, but no, I thought um, I thought it was quite a decent game. To be fair, welcome back to the Premier League. Um, it wasn't bad, do you know what I mean? But it's, it's always going to be better than international football. Easy to be better than that. Well, one thing I'm going to mention now is just I, know, I think we've spoken about it offline, you know, off the podcast. Who was thinking about that Chelsea kit? Like having it as crystal. Oh. Oh, not, it's mean, awful, isn't it? Every time I just see it, I'm like, how the hell did that ever get like get approved? Yeah, someone that was yeah. like sent on a Friday afternoon. Someone didn't even open the email and just just approved it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's fine. Yeah. Like, yes, yes, yes. Like Bruce Almighty yeah. saying yes to all those prayers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then he seen the kit Monday and he was thinking, what the fuck is this? Um... <laughs> this? Uh, that was you, sir. That was your boss. <laughs> All right, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I thought it was a really decent game. Um, Timo Werner was blown so hot and so cold. I mean, yeah, it just he made the game so difficult for himself. He could have put that. He could have put Chelsea um, <laughs> so far ahead. Um, and he just, I was thinking, oh wow, this is maybe the the um, the Spain Germany um, pounding. It's fucking knocked his confidence. Um, 
But he actually just came across be like one of the best assists so far this season. He just takes the ball in his own half and just, oh, see you later to all the Newcastle back line. Yeah. <laughs> Slides it through brilliantly, hey, Tam Abraham. They're linking up quite well as well, Tam Abraham and Timo, because I thought the thought the goal was going to be to turn Timo Werner into a number nine and play him through the centre. Um, but, if, you know, I mean, if he's comfortable out in that left-hand side, Tammy's good through the middle. I don't see why you would, if it's, you know, if it's not broken, don't don't fix it. I agree. I thought, um, for Werner, I thought he literally did everything right, didn't he? Except, except score. He had a lot of, a couple of chances where he was sort of one-on-one and just sort of really didn't do anything. He, like, sort of fluffed his lines a little bit, but he was dangerous. He was good. You know, like you say, he, uh, he set up Tammy Abraham's goal and, like you say, why change something that doesn't work? Abraham's obviously been well down the middle. Werner's doing well on the left. And at the end of the day, Chelsea are winning. So Frank's probably not going to want to change that. So I think leave it, see what happens, really. Go from there. Yeah, um, Bruce's boys were not good either. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. It wasn't as if um, that 1-0 scoreline that, that, that stayed like that for so long, it wasn't due to um, <laughs> Newcastle's well-rounded defence. They actually <laughs> seemed to be a bit all over the place, to be honest. And they were sitting so, so deep, so, so deep that... Um, it just really didn't make sense uh, because they were just allowing Chelsea to do what they want and they weren't brave at all. Newcastle would need to be brave, braver. Uh, Joe Linton, like, just nice. not good enough. He's such a big man. He Hold the fucking ball up, mate. Jesus Christ, you're a big lad. Um, he is the some... worst oh. striker I think I've ever witnessed in the Premier League. He is absolutely dreadful. £40 million and he's... <laughs> Oh my word, like just seeing it yesterday and I was watching it when he tried to lob the keeper from 45 yards and you think, why? Why are you trying to do that? (laughs) You're not in any form, you're not confident and he's like, I'm going to lob the keeper from 40 yards. It's like, you're not. It's never going to come off for you. (laughs) Not at the moment. It's not going to work and he was, he's genuinely terrible and uh, he's so bad. Um, I've got to disagree with you. I mean, he's not, he's not like, Good signing. He's terrible, right? But he's not as bad as Ollie McBurnley right now. Fucking <laughs> Ollie McBurnley could not hit a pig's arse with a banjo these days, honestly. <laughs> I think it's, 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 it's exaggerated for me because he's playing for Scotland. But uh, yeah, I, I watched him today and we'll talk more about um, Sheffield tomorrow because we are recording the podcast a wee bit later I today. Um, one thing I was going to mention about Chelsea, do you reckon Kepa's done? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. I think it's good night. I think it's good night for me. I think it's, um, yeah. but I mean, seeing how much they actually pay for him is like, it's almost like you'd be too reluctant to get rid of him because of how much he costs. I know, yeah, that's <laughs> the, the thing, isn't things, it? That, yeah. And not going to recoup any of that, well, very little of that money. Like, yeah, they've got to get rid, they've just got to get rid of him, haven't they? That, you know, Mendy's come in, he's kept seven clean sheets in nine games in all competitions. And... I mean, mate, he's a super man? confident keeper, doesn't he? You know, he's, yeah. Yeah. Like you, I mean, like you said, Tim. Like you said, Tim. I, mean, I, I do always think that uh, Kepa's days are numbered, man. Yeah, yeah. Aye. Yeah. Right then, shall we move on to Villa Brighton? My favourite game of the day. I thought it was such a good game. <laughs> to be honest, the battles all over the pitch were really, really well rounded for me. Really evenly matched opponents. Um, I thought <laughs> seeing Danny Welbeck score in 2020. Uh, oh, just good. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's good for everybody. It's just morale for the nation. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I do like Danny Welbeck. I think he's, he is a pro and he has, he's had some bad injuries, but you can see he's trying to get fit. And every game, I've been watching pretty much every every time he's been on the pitch this season uh, for Brighton, and every game he looks a little bit sharper, a little bit faster. Uh, and he did he did the full 90 minutes plus extra time. And there was drama all over that game as well. Uh, and he, you could tell that he was a pro. He kept a cool head. Uh, you know, a big fan, but obviously, um, Villa just probably could have been better. 
I mean, they lost lost Ross Barkley um, early on, didn't they? Um, and it could have probably been a lot easier for Villa, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I thought, do you know what? I agree with you. I thought it was a really good game. Um, entertaining, end-to-end football. Um, you know, that last 10 minutes, like, I thought it was just carnage, wasn't it? Especially, um, you know, when... And then sort of the last couple of minutes when um, Lamptey got sent off, he got a penalty and then it was like, wow, what's going on? And then it wasn't yeah. a penalty and you're like, oh, this game, it had everything, I think. Drama it was really all good. over the place. Drama I think all over um, the place. V- Villa's problem was definitely like, you know, it's never easy when you set out as a team and then two minutes in someone gets taken off. But some, when it's someone like Ross Barkley as well, who's in such good form in that midfield, to get him taken out of that straight away is a big blow. Um, and then... Obviously, the same happened sort of at Brighton. They lost Lalana, didn't they, um, at half time? So it's sort of the injury sort of shaped the game, I think, a little bit. But it was it was a really good game. I did enjoy it. Definitely my favourite day as a group. Yeah, both teams losing those sort of key players, like you said. I mean, Adam Lalana is just so inf- he's so influential for Brighton right now. Uh, but there's been a couple of times he's had to come off early with um, soft tissue injuries. Um, I mean, this is, this, is when, this is when I sent you lads about um, Lalana coming back to Southampton. And yeah. don't, don't get me wrong, right? I'd, I'd love Lalana to come back to Southampton. I really would. He's, you know, he's a legend at the club, and he'd be welcome back with open arms. But oh, it's just such a shame. He's so prone to injuries. That's that's the only problem. And it's just, you know, would we really want that if he came back to Southampton? Do you know what I mean? Is that like another headache for Hasenhutl? See, I, see, I've completely brought this round. We're not even playing till tomorrow night. I brought this. All <laughs> <next round. laughs> oh, brilliant! This Tim cannot hold his water. Yeah. Oh, well, I know. he played for Southampton. Let's talk about Southampton. Uh, no, I do. <laughs> Uh, I do completely agree, though, mate. I really have to agree uh, because Hassan Hutu's system, especially nowadays, is just it's very, very on the front foot. Sort of everybody working hard for the team, and uh, I don't think a uh, player with Lallana's um, history of injuries could probably fit in yeah, that system well. Mm. But in the well, second half of the game, I did think Villa probably could have come back and won it. Um, Jack Grealish got man of the match. He was he moved himself into a central area when he seen that he kind of wasn't really getting any joy. Just to sort of in front of John McGinn and he let John McGinn kind of do the running for him. Uh, Chowdhury yeah. that came on for Ross Barkley was did really really well as well. He got the assist uh, for the goal and he did get that goal like straight after half time as well. Kind of set the tone. Um, but obviously Solly March he's uh, he's for someone that's so good at um, striking the ball he's not scored in the Premier League for two years but he managed to get one last night. And it was a beauty. But yeah, what what a great match. Um, Villa could have like that again. I think really Villa could have came away with the points when it was one each. Isn't this league? Isn't this league? That's just why it's the best though, isn't it? You know, you've had Aston Villa this season who've beaten Arsenal, they've beaten Liverpool, and then you know Brighton have been pretty pretty crap all season, and then they've you know they've turned over Villa, haven't they? You know they beat them, and you think you don't get this like in any other league where teams are beating the top sides and then going and getting beaten and then they'll beat another top sides. You think it's just, this is why it's the best league. You get games like this and you think it will, it's not even like it's a free game. It sort of happens every week, doesn't it? Though? I think, th- yeah, this, this season, even towards the end of, obviously, you know, and obviously, mm. um, all the season was condensed into a bit, you know, obviously during COVID, but it's just, it's so unpredictable at the minute. It's, it's, but it's so exciting to watch because, you know, one, you know, you think, oh, Man City are going to win every game, you know, Liverpool win every game, but there's been some shocks that have just been like, Oh wow! And there's such a shake-up of like the top. Yeah. It's going to be. I, I think it's probably one of the most exciting. I don't know. So far, one of the most exciting seasons I've seen because you don't know what's. You don't know how it's going to go. And I'm, I know you kind of have to wait really till after Christmas to see you know how it's all going to kind of pan out. But at the minute, you're looking at it going, wow, this is this is going to be tight all around. <laughs> it's, it's just so unpredictable. 
I completely I agree, mate. I completely agree. I mean, I'm loving this season just because of all the drama. You know, you both, you know me, and you know I love the theatre of football. Yeah. <laughs> That's my favourite thing about it. Um, but like you said, Tim, it's really going to be a season to remember. Um, and you're, you're saying we might know who, the way it's going to go after Christmas, to be honest. If the table stays the same, we might not know. Yeah, I hope I hope it's like like you say, I hope it, it sort of stays in this track. Yeah. Um yeah. But we're going to take a short break now and we're going to be back with another Tim Walsh quiz. Oh, hooray for everybody. Very excited. That's none of your fucking quizness. There we go. There was a jingle. Uh, welcome back to another round of That's None of Your Fucking Quizness, the quiz show where the lads <laughs> have nothing to lose but their dignity. I'm going to ask the lads three questions individually, but not the traditional questions you think they would be. Lads, straight into it. Are you ready? Yes, oh, mate. Can't, can't wait. Uh, heads or tails? Uh, uh, heads. I'm going to go... T- oh, yeah, I was going to go tails. Be so, it, yeah. mate. Be it. going to be quick on a draw, mate. Quick on a draw. Right. <laughs> Here we go. And it's heads. Simo, it's you again, mate. Right. So same detail as last week. I'm gonna ask you to put your headphones on, Jake, and yeah, uh if you can head off into your time machine. Oh and, fuck off. Uh, going in. Guess what? I've picked another trap for you this week. Is it Enya? Yes, it, it no, no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> right, I've, I've, gone for... I've gone for boom, 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 boom by the Venga Boys. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. So right. you... I will be back. Taking, will you, be back. Yeah. taking you guys back to school discos. That's if you absolutely. Actually... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, right then. I'll cool. see you in a bit. Yeah, see you in a bit, man. Bye. You there, Simo? I'm here. Right, let's start our new our new podcast now, our spin-off podcast. Yeah, Jake's <laughs> never coming back. <laughs> <laughs> right, cool, mate. Here's your first question. You are walking down the street past a construction site. You get wolf whistled like the little hussy you are and look up to find it's Andy Gray and Richard Keyes on the scaffolding jumping up. Oh, and not down. again. <laughs> I mean, they're wolf whistling, mate. They're looking, they're looking at you. They wanted some of the action. Andy shouts down to you. You better make sure you take a shot next time. Richard Keyes just goes, <laughs> yes. Andy continues, the milk sacks on you, lad, are ready for milking. Richard just says again, <laughs> yes. How do you react? <laughs> hey, <laughs> bring your shorts up tighter, showing the scar you got from a knife fight with Roy Hodgson. This causes Andy to go into cardiac arrest while Keyes hungrily looks on at you and says, <laughs> yes. Uh, B, with tears in your eyes, shout, see you in court. And throw a panic parsnip at them from your shopping bag. What do you go with, Simo? Ah, uh, it's a hard one. Because I was done I was done by the, the panic parsnip. Like <laughs> last show, mate. Yeah, mate. The panic parsnip gets the best of us, to be fair. And I, and I don't want to be done by the panic parsnip again, but I feel like because I'm because of where I'm from, I'm from Paisley and I know where in Glasgow, I, sh- I should show my you know, stabbing's are a regular occurrence, so I feel like I should the get triple, my... the triple P, the Paisley panic parsnip. <laughs> uh I'm gonna go panic parsnip. Panic parsnip, that's fair enough, mate. So that is uh that is B. Cool man. Right. You ready for a question two? Mm-hmm. Here we go. You're out on the heath walking your minpin, Francois. It's a popular dog walking area, and you see Delia Smith shouting, Where are you? Let's be having you! You approach her and ask, Delia, my darling dumpling, whatever seems to be the problem. From the smell of her breath, she's been drinking. Who the fuck are you? You fucking took him, didn't you? Quite larry. <laughs> she's holding a dog lead that says, Pookie. He keeps fucking doing this, the clumsy... And I'm not going to say that word, mate. I think this is a family show, but that's quite <laughs> disgusting language. Do you, 
A, help her find Pookie, hoping this leads on to other things with the darling Delia. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Or B, walk away. You notice that she has a chef's knife in her pocket and not one of the shitty ones that you get from Home Bargains. Uh, go and have a crack at Delia, you know what I mean? How many oh, times in your life do you get... How many times in your life do you get to have a crack at Delia? Exactly, exactly, mate. It might never come again, mate. <laughs> yeah, mate, but I'm not... <laughs> I've got, I've got a bay. Hey, the, the, the dealer option. That's, that's yeah, yeah. Lock me in, mate. Lock me in. <laughs> right, mate. You're locked in. Question three. Now, this is quite a scary one, mate. So try and keep it together. You're at a house party. You're an inquisitive character and decide to check out the 18th century grade one listed masonette. You walk into a room upstairs, turn on the light and find Sam Allardyce. He turns and screams at you. You freeze and lay a fudge parcel in your Spider-Man pants. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> a, A, do you stay still? He can sense movement, so wave a flare and throw it, hoping he will follow it. Or B, stay still and watch him follow Dr. Malcolm as he stupidly runs with the flare and tries to outrun him. Simo, your answer, please. <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm thinking there's a lot at stake, mate. I fucking lost last time. <laughs> I mean, I've read, I'm sure I've read somewhere that Sam Allardyce is exactly like a T-Rex in every way. Exactly. You see the kind of theme I've gone with. Yeah. Um, I mean, basically, Jurassic Park was based on Sam Allardyce's life. I've read that somewhere, I have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go give it B. B. Okay, cool. Yeah. So stay still. Let him watch. Uh, let him follow Doctor Malcolm. That's fine. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Doctor Malcolm. <laughs> no, it's all right. I'll, I'll send it. I'll, I'll send a text to him in a minute, uh, mate. <laughs> uh, let's get Jake back. Right. Okay. I'm gonna go, and then we, when we come back, Jake will be back as if like magic. Jake, baby, you back? I am. I'm ready. I'm ready for yeah. another edition. Um, unfortunately, mate, Simon got all the answers right. So join us again oh. for another week. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, mate, you ready for the first question? I go for it. Question one. I'm ready. You are walking down the street past a construction site and you get wolf whistled like the little hussy you are and look up to find it's Andy Gray and Richard Keys. They're on the Ooh. scaffolding, jumping up and down and pointing at you. Andy shouts down. You'd better make sure you wear tighter shorts next time. <laughs> Richard Keys goes. <laughs> yes. Andy continues. The milk sacks on you, lad, are ready for milking. Richard says. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How do you react? <laughs> a, do you bring your shorts up a little tighter, showing the scar you got from a knife fight with Roy Hodgson? This, <laughs> this causes Andy to go into cardiac arrest while Keys looks hungrily on and says, <laughs> <laughs> or B, or B. <laughs> with, te- with tears in your eyes, shout, see you in court, and throw a panic parsnip at them from the shopping bag. Oh, so it's back that's, again. That's interesting. The parsnip's back, yeah. <laughs> the panic Ooh. parsnip's back. Ooh, panic parsnip. Do you know what? I can't stand Andy Gray. I'm gonna, fu- I'm gonna kill him. Let's do this. Let's Fair make one. him have a cardiac arrest. <laughs> <laughs> Roy Hodgson, Roy Hodgson right, and a knife fight. Roy, Roy, oh, you go for A. You go for the. Uh, you go for um, the. Yeah. Oh, yeah Roy Hodgson. So you are going with the um, showing your scar from the knife fight with Roy Hodgson. Oh yeah. Oh mate, that's not a war wound. That's a. <laughs> that is a. That's a gift. <laughs> it's a gift. <laughs> gift from Roy himself. Right, lads. Do you know what the answer was? I don't. You there, Simo? I'm here, mate. Fun it fast, it. The answer is. B, Simo got it. Yeah, oh. always go with a panic pass step. Always. Oh, you got to. Yeah. So the answer yeah. was B, and you know, for the love of God, do not rouse them anymore. They prey on vulnerable. <laughs> 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 
that there is more to this story, though you do end up going down for six months due to GBH to Keys. Gray, um, Gray was let off lightly, but Keys ended up in a coma for three years because of the past. <laughs> and first thing he said was when he woke. What do you think he said when he woke up from the three-year coma? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you're out on the heath walking your min pin francois of course it's a pop it's of course yeah it's a popular dog walking area and you see delia smith shouting where are you let's be having you you approach her and ask delia my darling dumpling whatever seems to be the problem from the smell of her breath she's been drinking she continues who the fuck are you you fucking took him didn't you I've got to say that she, uh, she's a close relation to Ray Winston. And she's holding a dog lead that says Pookie. She goes on. He keeps fucking doing this. The clumsy. And I said to Simo before, I'm not going to say that language. The family show. It is. A, help her find Pookie. Hoping this leads on to other things with the darling Delia. And again, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. <laughs> B, walk away. You notice she has a chef's knife in her pocket and not one of the shitty ones you get from home bargains. What's your answer, mate? I'm gonna I'm gonna help her find Pookie. I wanna <laughs> get on that sherry. I wanna get on the sherry with her. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can confirm. You were both right. It was the answer was oh, uh, oh right. So oh, no. Wait, no, sorry, it, mate, the answer was B, you were both wrong. Oh what? there we go. Oh, oh man. Oh, that's 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 all right. Cause the best Jake can hope for is draw now. Yeah, I'm out well, the, yeah, I'm yeah, out the front. I mean, yeah. Uh, I'll tell. I'll go on more to why the answers be. Um, though I must say that under the Modern Slavery Act, you are to report her to the local authorities immediately. There is <laughs> there is obvious foul play ongoing, and it's your duty as a British citizen to report this. Oh, so, oh yeah, I agree. Thinking. I agree. Don't um, you know the law, Jake? Yeah, <laughs> evidently not. Evidently. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking ashamed of yourselves. Question <laughs> <Mission> three. <laughs> You're at a house party, you're an inquisitive character and decide to check out the 18th century grade one listed masonette. Oh, lovely. You walk into a room upstairs. This is the scary one, by the way. You oh. walk into a room upstairs, turn on the light and find Sam Allardyce. <laughs> he turns and screams at you. You freeze and lay a fudge parcel in your Spider-Man pants. I would. You would as well. I, I, I have just reading that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you A, stay still? He can sense movement. So wave a flare and throw it, hoping he will follow it. Or B, stay still and watch him follow Dr. Malcolm as he stupidly runs with the flare as he tries to outrun him. So, um, yeah, I'm guessing that Sam Allardyce is some sort of Tyrannosaurus Rex type creature. Do you know what? Uh, um, a is I have the flare or B is Dr. Malcolm has the flare. Pretty much, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so... I'm gonna I'm gonna go for A because uh, I'm gonna hopefully spare Dr. Malcolm from his from his the agony that he was in last time. And Sam Allardyce is scary. Do you wanna know the answer? I do. The answer's B. Oh, oh he's B. done it. Oh, <laughs> oh he's done he it. Won. I had it. <laughs> I was like, fuck Dr. Malcolm. He runs after so Sam Allardyce, he runs after Dr. Malcolm, but find you find that you and the kids can make a quick exit. It is later found that Dr. Malcolm is okay, but found injured under some palm trees. <laughs> he is then rescued, however. Allardyce gets wind of this and chases the crew on a jeep as it drives away with Dr. Malcolm on the back. <laughs> <laughs> so there it is, brilliant. lads. So there it is. That, there it is. Simo, Simo, you won, mate. Simo, well done, yeah. mate. But yeah. 
As always, as always, don't don't worry, Jake. Don't worry. We've got a bonus round that you can do for the still, and it literally just goes over the whole oh, thing. Okay. So there we go. Here we go. So this is all to you, lads. Now I'll judge which is the best. So I want your best Roy Hodgson. So don't worry, Simo. Don't worry about this. Your best Roy Hodgson impression. And the scene is Roy is looking through his drawer of odd bits and ends. You know the one that everyone's got, and he can't find the triangle key to get into the gas meter box to provide a meter reading to a supplier. But don't worry, Simo. Simo, we've got a good HR department at none of your fucking quizness. So I've gone for a Scottish edition. So Ooh. you're one, mate. See if you want to take it, mate. It's up to you. Susan Boyle trying to get the ignition going. Oh, the- Roy. Oh, Roy. Yeah, Susan Boyle trying to yeah, get the ignition going on a 50cc Vespa. And it's minus five. And she had an MOT a week and a half ago. But it's up to you, mate. If you want to go for Roy, it's your journey. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go for Roy. Okay. Oh. And like always, lads, I will have to take your first impression. So who wants to go first? On Simo. Am I, am I up first, am I? Yeah, you're Roy in. I'm Roy in first. Yeah. No, okay. <laughs> so I, forgot, I forgot the whole scenario. I know there's an electric you're box. You're going to give the lateral. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to give the triangle key to get into the gas meter box. And you want to provide a meter reading to your supplier. So it'd be like, so I need to like channel my old old man plus like... Yeah. Can't see ours. Can't see ours or else. Where the fuck? Where the fuck's the triangle? Where the fucking triangle? What's what's Roy Hodgson's wife's name? Um, Jake. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. So it's like you go, you go, go to low, and then it's going to be like a bit like you know. I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry about. Yeah, that's I went northern somehow. I went northern. No, yeah, that's it. Uh, I'm very um, <laughs> the box. Fucking uncanny. We defended the box. I don't know. <laughs> I went somehow Winston Churchill. Well, so America, my dog. There you go, Jake. Oh, Beat I'm that. Gonna, I'm top that. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do Susan Boyle. I'm going Susan Boyle. Oh wow! I didn't know you were gonna take the Susan Boyle option. I'm gonna go. I'm going Susan. If you're going English, I'm going Scottish. Fair let's one. revolt. Let, let's revolt. You can't get the ignition going on your 50s EC on me, on me Vespa. Yeah, and it's minus five, and it got MOT right. a week and a half ago. Okay. <clears throat> it passed. It passed its MOT. Yeah, right, and it's not, yeah. Can't get the ignition going now. Alright, I'm ready. Go on, mate. Oh no, my Vespa won't start. <laughs> it's just had its MOT and it passed. Piece of <laughs> shit. <laughs> I tell you what, lads, it's going to be fucking tight. This is <laughs> both really uncanny uh, impressions. I can tell you that. But I tell you what, I'm not... really sorry, Sim. I'm off to go with Jake. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> Jake's got the steal. The undisputed champion of accents wins again. There we go. <laughs> right, lads, I'll wrap it up because I know we're down to a, down to our time. But oh. uh, again, lads, it's been a pleasure. But join me again for next week for that's none of your fucking quizness. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
that's none of your fucking quizness. Right, we're back. Um, thanks very much to Tim Walsh for the quiz. Uh, we're 2-0 down, folks, but, but don't worry. We've got uh, we've got good, good people on the bench to bring <laughs> <on>. <laughs> uh, Much like uh, Man City. Man City have a lot of people on the bench to bring on, but sadly could not get a goal. It's Spurs still not sport. Uh, still not sport. Still not scored at the new Spurs Stadium or the new White Art Lane or whatever it's called. Why can't Pep score there? I don't know why. Jose, isn't it? Jose sort of having his life at the minute. Well, that's the thing. Like, if you're a, if you're in a dip of form, you just don't want to play Jose Mourinho, do you? Because he's a vicious bastard. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you look. You look at yesterday. I've got the stats in front of me now. I've talked them. Thirty-four percent possession. Two shots on target. They won two 0 So you know, yeah. City twenty-two shots, and you think, what on earth is like? It's complete football manager, isn't it? Like that game. Like that game is like FIFA football manager all over. <laughs> <laughs> It is, mate, but to be fair, um, that might have been one of the most complete performances I've seen this season by a team. Tottenham were fucking spectacular to a man. Seriously, like, in terms of how they defended, um, was was just brilliant. I mean, so normally what they would do, and I, I, one of the commentators pointed this out, normally what they would do is they would pull back, um, so pull back the wing-backs and make them into sort of, like, makeshift centre-backs, and then, like, Son and another winger would come back and sort of do that full-back rule. Almost. But instead of doing that, they left the left wing backs really, really wide and they brought Hoiberg and Sissoko back into like centre back roles. But it just Man City just could not deal with it. <laughs> I felt like De Bruyne carried, I, I saw a bit of the match and I, De Bruyne looked like he carried carried all of Man City that game. He, he was phenomenal. He always is. He always is. He's... I mean, don't be wrong, he's phenomenal in general, but he, he just highlighted how good he. I mean, don't be wrong, they lost 2 0, but it did highlight how good De Bruyne is in that game and just ca- trying to carry a whole team. And they're just missing that sort of. Well, the, Pep described it as uh, uh, De Bruyne described it as a cutting edge sort of that last minute sort of finesse in the in the box, um, which is strange because if you look at City last season, you know you'd never think that this this squad wouldn't have goals in them or wouldn't have no. or would be going for a dry spell of goals. I mean, I think they had seventeen goals by this point last season. Sergio Aguero had more goals than the entire entirety of Man City do at this point last season, and it just goes <coughs> to show what? that's that's off a cliff. That's not a dipping form. That is that is off a. Cliff. Guardiola's just uh, just signed a new contract. What do you do think you know of I mean? this? It's two years, two year deal. It's yeah, a two year level deal, manager. Yeah. I'm telling you now. Last week, I would have said to you, "Nah, this is his last season. He's done. He's he's done now." You can tell if he doesn't get Champions League. This, you know, he doesn't win the Champions League this season. That's it. He's done. But then, as soon as I heard that he signed another contract, I was like, "Wow, wasn't expecting that." But it didn't really. The team that you saw play didn't really replicate the fact that he'd signed a new contract. You thought there'd be like a new lift. New lift and like, oh yeah, he's, he's got more of a certain future now. But I don't know, it didn't really replicate that, to be honest. Yeah, and I agree. I thought um, when I seen that he'd signed a new deal, I thought, yeah, he's going to, um, he's 100% going to sort of like other teams going to bounce bounce back and, and give Mourinho a bit of a pasting. But it looked like this, a team that had, he'd just announced that he was leaving, didn't it? Yeah, Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. That's exactly it. It was, yeah, and it was... Um, was not a really it wasn't what i expected at all i mean like simo said tottenham were phenomenal the way they played they did a, everything was a Mourinho masterclass, wasn't it it really was when you it think really of was. A, a Mourinho performance that's it um and and yeah but city look they were they were yeah yeah it's interesting i think um i was like you tim i'd have thought guardiola was was potentially done at the end of this season but yeah another two years 
that's you know he's going to try and win the Champions League, isn't he? But if he doesn't, um, I think it's a bit of an issue. I think you know he's yeah. got such an expensive squad. If he doesn't win that Champions League, and <clears throat> I think it's, I I consider it a bit of a failure to be honest. Yeah, it will be. It will be considered from the, from the money they've spent. That will be considered a, um, a failure. I mean, and the point is like they're running out of so. The, the solution of just throwing money at getting the best players in each position, they're running out of the best players in each position to buy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That are, that are actually feasible transfers that clubs are going to let them leave that aren't nailed down to long-term contracts and things like that. A two-year deal doesn't make sense to me either. You're in the same situation the, the following year of will a manager go or will he stay? A two-year doesn't... That's, that screams of both sides not wanting to overcommit for me, which is just yeah, never a good sign. Just which is never that. a good sign. Yeah. It's like, oh, we don't really want to give you the three or four or five years that top managers normally get, but we don't want to give you nothing. And I'm, I think Pep's in a situation maybe he doesn't want to over overcommit anyway. Um, but I don't know where Man City go. They need to get a grip for themselves. They play with top-class players, mm. and they're not putting in top-class performances. Um to be honest, though, like, Marine was set up so, so well. Harry Kane was sensational. Um, <coughs> son, lethal when he had to. And see, the thing is, see the way Jose had set up? Um, scoring early just suited the, t- <laughs> the team down yeah. to the tee. Scoring that early just suited it right down. And the thing is, I thought um, it was good. So Spurs hung on till, till half time. And I thought, I thought Peps needs to go in and uh, change something and adapt to Mourinho's system. Mourinho was just in a case of like, same again, boys. We'll beat them 1 0 over 45 minutes. Because Mourinho does like to play games in two halves, like two individual, almost like two individual matches. And you see that a little yeah. bit, how, how he does that in the, in the Amazon documentary, but he does do that. He's known for it. Well, um, I'll, tell you so, what, I'll tell you what, mate, looking at the um, the poll that was done on Twitter, I mean, it looks like, yeah, pe- it looks like the people who vote were bang on. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. With, uh, I mean, with the. Uh, he has. He, I think he has made a difference. He has. He, I think he really yeah. has side now compared to this time last year. Obviously, I know he took over this time last year. Mm-hmm. But before that, it I was crazy, he'll... mate. Like eighty-four percent of people said that he he made Spurs better than than what mm-hmm. they were under Pochettino, and then fifty-nine percent of people said Josie was actually going to get the win to, uh, yesterday, yeah. which he did. Um, but Pep just didn't have an answer. You think no. you think Pep would go in at half time and think, right, we need to adjust something here. Uh, we need to either stretch them, or we need to play more through the middle, or we need to add pace somewhere else, or, or just do any, any, or we need to add a big man. I know I don't really necessarily have a big man to add up the top, but just something along along the lines of we need to try something different, or the same's going to happen again. But the solution can't always just be be <laughs> just play better football than the opposition because <laughs> yeah. it's not it's not the answer to everything. Because <laughs> Mourinho, the the difference that was the main difference is Mourinho knew exactly what he was going to do, and he had the exact same result he wanted over. Both halves, oh, one 0 one in both halves is just you know that's just mirroring you all over. And, do you know thoroughly, Spurs thoroughly deserved that, that uh, three points from Man City. Yeah, definitely. yeah, I completely agree with you. Completely agree with you. Anything else to add, Tim? No, mate. No, but well, in general for the whole podcast, <laughs> <laughs> you just be quiet <laughs> until yeah, I'm done. But yeah, that was that was Spurs Man City. But we'll move on to Manchester United and West Brom. And I will be honest to the listeners, to the, the loyal listeners that are still here, 30-odd <laughs> minutes in. <laughs> uh, I turned off the Man United game after half time because I thought it was fucking shite. <laughs> <laughs> With all uh, that's the beauty of match of the day, isn't it? You just get to watch the highlights. <laughs> yeah. Don't even watch the highlights. <laughs> So unprofessional, but luckily I have some uh, professional co-hosts that are going to tell me all about it. Well, yeah, um, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> we've all done the same. Um, <laughs> no, uh, 
Tim, you were talking offline about uh, the West Brom keeper performance, Johnston. Yeah, Sam Johnston. I, I, I hope this really doesn't go overlooked, but he was absolutely brilliant. I, I say he was absolutely... I know that, that, you know, it was a good penalty save as well. Obviously, it got disallowed, which is a shame, but I thought the amount of saves he made in that game, was they were phenomenal. He he should have been man of the match, if you ask me. But it, it, honestly, I think it just needs to be highlighted just how good he was, because I think it's all very well saying, like, oh, Bruno Fernandes, phenomenal, blah, blah, blah. But even though they they lost, they could have lost by a hell of a lot more. I don't know if you, I don't know if you lads saw yeah. that. Obviously, saw some of it in the highlights, but he was phenomenal. Yeah, he, was, he yeah. was really good, wasn't he? He made a lot of saves, and some of the saves, you know, you were thinking, "Oh, it's going in," and then he's just yeah. he's just sort of tipped it around the corner at the end of the post and stuff. And you're like, "How did he manage to get that?" He had the game of his life, didn't he? And like you say, he saved the penalty yeah. as well. And um, yeah, yeah. he's so unlucky that it had to be taken again. But it's, it's going to take me on a bit of a rant about VAR, and I don't really want to do that because it's it's starting to it's really pissing me off now. The whole yeah, all yeah. of it, it's, it's just nothing, doing my head in. Yeah, it's nothing it's, it's doing. Yeah, it's nothing fun about ranting about that every week, so I'm sure I'm just going to give it this this week <laughs> and just talk about the football. <laughs> we'll have a, we'll have um, a week off. <laughs> yeah, a week off VAR. But um, yeah, Johnson was really good. Um, really, really good. I, do you know what? I thought West Brom were a bit unlucky as well. Um, I thought they had a couple of good chances in the in the actual game. Um, I thought Man United were, were poor, like really poor. Again, um, you know, without Fernandez, I have no idea where this United team would be. No. Absolutely no idea. When, because when did he start is, giving his man in a match before the game even starts? Because he seems to get man yeah, in a match yeah. every game. He was man this in a match it, in this match man. as well. <laughs> that's, that's what I mean. Like you, it's, I've got a little couple of little stats here and um you know the goal that they scored, it was their first goal in 324 minutes at home since their last goal, which was a penalty when they got beat by Spurs. But how like, how much of an issue is it for Man United that they can't score an open play? They have to get penalties or free kicks. Um, because I, well, I think it's a yeah, massive that, issue. Uh, it's an issue. Maybe, maybe, that's uh, all they <laughs> maybe that's all they practice <laughs> training. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. Be. All day. yeah. No, I mean, it shows they're getting in the right positions, doesn't it? I mean, if you're getting loads of penalties, you're in the box a lot. And generally, these days in football, you need to be in the box to score goals because of the the low block that sides are adopting, aren't they? A lot. I think there's a few of these penalties have been very sketchy, haven't they? Like very, very. Yeah, I've been a lot like, of lucky. There's been a lot of lucky decisions that potentially should not have been gone their way. Um, is it, is but, it's like Alex Ferguson still in the ta- stands, fucking tapping his watch. This is it. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, I think um, I think it's a worry for United. Um, they're not scoring from open play, really at home, especially like they're struggling at home to sort of score um, if it's not from a set piece. And um, you know they they keep grinding the result out, don't they? So uh, just just enough to keep all in a job. Just enough, nothing more, nothing it. less. Just yeah. a, just enough to keep all in a job. Um, this is it. United fans scream for Cavani. They screamed for Cavani, we want Cavani, we want Cavani. What's, what's Cavani done? I mean, I, I used to, I maybe still do rate him quite highly. I used to really, really rate Cavani as a, as a hard-working, powerful forward. Doesn't seem to have that same presence in the Premier League. I think um, I think the problem is, I think he's a big name, isn't he, that's coming. But have his legs gone? Maybe. He's lost, he's lost a lot of that, I think. What made him great, like you say, that power and that sort of thing. He couldn't, I don't think he can play 90 minutes. Um, definitely not. You know, a, a team like West Brom probably, probably suited him to start in that game because he has that in the, in the box ability to like those little touches, that little make of space. He can make space for himself, can't he, quite well and get the shot away. So I think potentially like this could have been one of those games that he could have started in, but, um, 
I don't know. I think maybe it's just a bit too late for him now in the Premier League. You know, was he thirty? He's in his like thirty-three, isn't he? Thirty-four. Yeah, it's not exactly. It's not exactly getting younger. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think United are in. I think United are going to struggling um, for goals. And Barney's not the answer to that. Take out Fernandez from this team, and they are in trouble. Serious trouble. Serious trouble. Honestly, my, my genuine opinion is Bruno Fernandez doesn't go to United. Only Gallo Sonichar isn't in a job right now. Yeah, 100%. Couldn't agree more. Not agree more. Right then, Troops. Anything to add, Tim? I actually would, to be honest. Uh, go ahead then. Yes, yesterday was the 135th anniversary of my beloved Southampton Football Club, the beautiful. Well done, Southampton, Andrew. Yeah, hence, yeah. Why we, uh, hence why we've got the, the different type of uh, kit this season. But yeah, happy birthday to the beautiful bastards that are Southampton. <laughs> of course. Happy birthday to them. Look very much forward. Saints. When do they play tomorrow? Today? Tomorrow? When do they play? <laughs> yeah, tomorrow. Oh, blind. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember now. <laughs> but we look forward to that in detail match review. <laughs> From Timothy Wolf. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but anyway, if he can remember. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thanks very much to the audience for joining us. Thank you very much. It's always appreciated. Uh, wolves, wolves, wolves. Hey, wolves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you very much, Jacob Caulfield. Thank you very much, mate. I'll speak to you boys later. Tim, I don't know how you got back in here. I need to like start locking the doors or something. <laughs> 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 uh, we will see you tomorrow with a review of today's games I suppose cheerio bye Sports Social Podcast Network Step into the world of power loyalty and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.